the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You know, I enjoyed the session we had with Jason Gleaves last week. He's trying to do something that isn't done as often as it should be, which is to use his digital tools to analyze UFO photos. And that in and of itself is commendable. Minor question, though. That is, I went to this site from Peter Maxwell Slattery. He's analyzed his photos. Were you impressed by those photos, Randall? Well, you know, the the thing about photos out there on the web and on the Internet of, of what people might think are UFOs, some sort of an alien craft, is that there sure is no shortage of them. So the thing is, is how do you tell ones that are truly of something unknown from something that is just a misinterpretation or an outright fake? And I think that Jason is at least able to determine within a certain range that the object itself is either something physically real as opposed to being inserted digitally or is something that is obviously a fake. Beyond that, I'm not sure that he's making any claims himself that any of these craft or pictures of craft are of actual craft. And, uh, you know, I have yet to see a really good picture of a solid picture of of a UFO that we know isn't fake. Like Slattery himself, if you watch the interview, he's an interesting character to interview. But, uh, you know, that's, it's another story from another person. We don't we don't have sufficient, I would say, evidence to say that what we're really looking at are genuine alien craft. Let me just point out one thing here. I'm looking at the photo entitled Strange Shaped UFO Captured by Peter Maxwell Slattery. It looks like a vertical thinned version of the George Adamski spacecraft if you know what i'm talking about right and i it may be something there an object i can't see how anyone would assume that's something weird something was inserted there that's not something that just suddenly appeared in the sky and the same thing is true with the first one which is the more circular craft that to me when you look at something that looks almost like lettering they're adapting the starship enterprise without the extra appendages. That's just me. Oh, you may very well be right. That's the problem when it comes to photos. It's, there's so many of them that we have to just look at what we've got in ufology and go, okay, well, this is what somebody's done. They've done their best to try to determine whether or not it's, uh, it's an actual object or something else. But I don't think that anyone yet can say that they've actually got sufficient evidence that can match an image in a photo that they claim was something weird to something that's actually physically, materially real. That's the problem. The phenomena leaves us with all of these blurry images and vague impressions off in the distance, and yet people still have in their own experience something that is very real to them. So there's a disconnect there. There's always this evidentiary disconnect. This is one of the reasons why a skeptic, for example, would say, look, if you have real physical objects, why aren't there real physical photos? You just have lights in the sky, blurry things, and more to the point, when you do see a distinct object, 
more likely than not, it's a fake. And that's very unfortunate. Or a mis- misinterpretation, you know, something else that, well, yeah, it's a real object. And, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, a balloon or a blimp or something like that shaped in a cylindrical shape or even some of them that are shaped like ufos now they've made these big silvery ones and someone took a picture of one it was a big silvery saucer shaped type thing and for a while people thought that was an actual ufo but it was amusement balloons so you know it's it adds to the noise but at least somebody's trying to sort it out and making an effort and he seems sincere enough about it and serious enough about it that and level headed enough about it during the interview that uh, it's probably worth taking a look if you're into ufology just for the sake of, oh, well, here's some work that someone's done who's trying to do something constructive. Apart from that, I, I'm not sure we've got any real revelations there. Well, the one thing the UFOs do is give us a glimpse at the possible future. And that kind of leads us to our guest, Christian Chroma. And his title is Visionary Thinker, Futurist Keynote Speaker and Author. And I'm looking at this thing here, and he's looking at disruptive technologies. And Christian, welcome to the show. What interests me is we look at a UFO, real or not, and we're looking at something that might represent an image of what we expect in the future. But when I think about the influence of developments, you know, I go back to the 1950s, and you're a young whippersnapper from that photo. <laughs> so you appreciate this. To make a long-distance call, we had to ask the operator to do it at $2 a minute. This is back in the 1950s. Cell phones? Ooh. I mean, when you had the communicator, the Star Trek communicator in the 60s, that was amazing. The tricorder, amazing. And we've grown up and gotten older through this stuff. And you have to think, what has that done to us? Christian, what's your perception where we've gone so far? What has this future that we may not have been aware of 50 years ago, what's, what's it done to us? Um, well, well, I, I, yeah, it's, it's a difficult question. <laughs> it did a lot, uh, did a lot of things with us. Um, uh, I, I think technology is, is, is like a mirror. It, it reflects our, our inner world and, and the smarter and more powerful technology is, uh, the more we will see the, our, our own inner world and we have to develop that inner world to, um, to, su- to survive with each other. So that's, but uh, that's basically how I look uh, towards technology. And um, we adapt very easily. So technology has evolved exponentially fast and it will continue in that way. But we um, adapt to it and we see it as normal. Uh, the kids that grow up today have a smartphone, have tablets, have speech recognition, all these advanced technologies. And um, 10 years ago, we couldn't even dream about it. So I think every new generation um, adapts with it and sees it as, as a normal thing. And I think it will happen and continue in the future. So for, for the new generations, it will be normal. And for the old generations, it will be fancy stuff. And, and it will continue in that way. So, um, yeah, I think we are going in the right direction with, uh, with that. Do you think it takes away anyone's individuality that we're all connected to Facebook? Where most of us, we all have these little gadgets in our hands and maybe instead of talking to people, we're looking at the gadget in our hands. Even when they cross the street, you're looking at the gadget in your hand. Does that take away personal communication, real personal communication one-on-one? Yeah, I believe so. I, I think at, at this moment in time, we are in the dark ages of technology. Um, we are in the hands of, of the Facebooks and, and the big companies, the big corporates in the world. 
which uh, hire the, the smartest persons in the world to make us addicted to the to the smartphone, to to you know, all kind of apps. And um, yeah, what you see happening everywhere on, on stations, on public areas, is that people only have attention for their own information feed, for their own phone or the smart device. And we don't talk anymore with, with other people. So I think, especially in the younger generations, they're all glued to their smartphone. I think that's not a good um, development. But I think it's it's a side effect of where, where the industry and where technology is right now. Uh, we have wonderful technology with many opportunities, um, but it is misused by smart, uh, big companies that want to make as much profit as possible. And as long as we have this kind of organizations who are ruling the technology or developing the technology, we will see this effect. But I, I believe that in the next 10 years, we will see a change, that we will go more towards crowd or or flock of bird-like organizations where individuals are also the owner. And these organizations will have different incentives and will use technology more purposeful. So I think that in that way, we, yeah, we were moving away from the dark age of technology, but we're still in it right now. So um, a long way um, ahead of us. <laughs> Christian Kroma, futurist. And this is something that I think dovetails very well into what we're interested in here in the Paracast. With Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-976-1460. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-976-1460. That's 1-800-976-1460. 1-800-976-1460. 
Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug-out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. Hey, Bugsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get the Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 800-590-4930. 800 590 That's 800-590-4930. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll-free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Futurist Christian Chroma joins us, and he refers to it now as the dark ages of technology. But Christian, the thing I wonder about here, and this is a larger issue, doesn't that give large corporations, people who don't care so much about our best interest, the opportunity to be more controlling of our lives? Yeah, yeah. I think if you look at the old paradigm, the old powerhouses in the world, um, governments and corporations around and beneath those governments, they want to have control over their citizens. And, and I think technology is the perfect tool to do that. Technology also has the opportunity to do much more, to, to do purposeful work, to change the world for the better. And it's not happening in large scales or large amounts at this moment. So it's many big corporations use it to suppress people, to control them, to do some kind of big brother-like surveillance stuff. And that's the, that's the downside of technology, especially with things like artificial intelligence. Uh, you can do surveillance on one million people with one computer. Um, that wasn't be- possible before. So I think in that case, uh, technology is as good as the intentions that people uh, who have it uh, or developed it. So as long as we are ruled by organizations which have wrong intentions and want to suppress people, control people, we will see this kind of technology uh, go forward. But I think in the next 10 years already, we will see a big change towards more um, consumer-driven technology. So uh, I think that's a good thing. 
The question I would have here is, how do consumers regain control? Now, I'll show you about the technology, how we're really immersed in it. The electric company we use here in this area of Arizona is called SRP, Salt River Project. And when you call them for support, you get someone on the line, a rather friendly voice assistant, and she says, my name is Rosie. I can understand complete sentences. And she's sort of kind of right. <laughs> but have we reached the point here where I want to talk to a support representative and I'll get Siri or Rosie instead of a real person? Yeah, that, that what you see, see that a lot happening in with different companies. Uh, they want to make more profits, so they, they use technology to do conversation with the customers. But the technology is not yet ready. I think um, AI is making big steps right now with speech recognition and then uh, pronouncing words and understanding words and making sentences, understanding your question. But I think we are five or ten years ahead of um, towards a time where technology is is human-like in, in understanding speech, etc. So I think in that way, um, these agents uh, will come up and they will disappear again until the technology is ready. We've seen it before, chatbots, voice dial uh, systems. People want real persons on the phone. And um, for all other things, you can use a chatbot. But until the technology is, is good enough, we will use uh, the old human-to-human uh, -human interface, I think. Of course, the ultimate nightmare here is the machines become so sophisticated, they take control. And you see that a lot in sci-fi, Terminator, for example. You see that in Day the Earth Stood Still, where the advanced civilization from which Klaatu comes, this is in 1951, they put all their law enforcement in the hands of a robot. In this yeah. case, Gort looks like a classic robot, but that's the same thing. Instead of having a human police officer... The police officer is a RoboCop. Yeah, and I, I think I'm not that afraid that that AI or, or smart technology will take over power. What, what I mostly do, I, I, pre I predict where technology is going based on biology. I've made some discoveries how technology uh, have correlations and parallels with um, how biology behaves. And if you look at the AI in the cloud in our body, that's our brain our neocortex brain. It's not there to, to, to destroy the rest of the cells in your body. It's making the life of the rest of the cells better and uh, less stressful. And I think that AI in the cloud will do basically the same. Of course, you can use it to suppress people, to, to, to do big, big brother-like surveillance technologies. Uh, but in the end, I think AI will be used for the good by the masses. And when that will happen, then we will see that, that um, uh, we have a strong opposition towards the old elite, which is controlling uh, many of the people in the world, I think, right now. Yeah, I think that will happen already in, in 10, 15 years from now. It's, it's going exponentially fast. And at first, technology is used by the rich corporations. Then they open source that technology. And then individuals, consumers start to develop with those open source libraries and can make their own software. And then you see some kind of tipping point where the power is shifting from the big corporations toward the small individuals. And I see, I think that that will happen in the near future. And I think that's a good thing that we will have, yeah, we'll retake power or regain power again. Let me ask you here, because one of the subjects you deal with is the possible influence of autonomous cars. And right now, here, right near where I live, Tempe, Arizona, we have a company called Waymo, owned by Google, experimenting with autonomous vehicles. And it's still been shaky. We know that Uber tried and had some failures. Tesla's trying with their technology. What is the long-range impact 
of autonomous driving, other than, you know, dealing with people who really can't drive or shouldn't drive? On the long term, I think we are not yet there. Uh, Tesla and Elon Musk is telling us that we, next year we will drive fully autonomous, but I think it will take another five or ten years when people get used to it, when these cars can um, communicate with their environment just like humans do. So I think the long-term impact will be that that mobility will just like um, tap water. It will be there if you need it, and it will be very cheap. It will be a commodity, and that will change mobility for everyone and logistics also. So if you're an elderly person or you're sick or you're not able to drive yourself, you can press on a button in the app and there will be some kind of device or mobility device in front of you within X or Y minutes and it will bring you from A to B. And I think uh, that the same will will be there for for parcels or packages. So if you want to drop a package, you press the button and there will be some kind of device, a drone or or autonomous uh, uh, vehicle that will uh, pick up your package or parcel and you can send it the other way uh, to the other side of the country. So I think it will be just like uh, Netflix or or Spotify, um, all you can yeah, all mobility that you can can you can get uh, for a small amount of money per month. Um, so I think that's where it's going. So it will enable people, all kinds of people, uh, to move really fast and and really relaxed. Um, and I think that's not possible right now. People have to go by public transport, which is most of the time, at least in the Netherlands, it takes you three or four times the time uh, compared to a car. So and I think that, yeah, everyone will have access to, to smart and, and fast mobility for a very low price. Now, the question, of course, here is the impact. When you have automated systems, how does that impact people who do the manual labor? So you have people who are currently driving for Uber or Lyft. I say more them than the traditional cab, which they are very largely supplanting. Now, ultimately, those jobs, this gig economy, at least insofar as ride sharing, that's got a finite future because with Uber and Lyft, as soon as we have perfected autonomous driving, they will offer that as an option. Do you want to have a live driver or would you pay this monthly fee, whatever it is, and you'll have the automated driver? You don't have to worry about the automated driver missing your route. You don't have to worry about the automated driver being rude, although you missed the conversation when the driver is really nice. we got more to come. We're going to get into more of the impact of the future. Christian Chroma with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. 
I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The police chief of El Paso, Texas, talking about a mass shooting at a Walmart. The situation, needless to say, is a horrific one. The governor says at least 20 people have been killed and 26 are injured. The suspect is in custody. A massive response was sent to the busy mall area. The Walmart shares a large parking lot with the Cielo Vista Mall, which has more than 140 stores. Back-to-school shoppers ran for cover as word of the shooting spread quickly. Presidential candidate and El Paso native Beto O'Rourke was choked up as he spoke, saying he's canceling events and heading home. I'm incredibly saddened, and it is very hard to think about this. Um, But I'll tell you, um, El Paso is the strongest place in the world. This is USA Radio News. Got an old car? You can donate it, whether it's running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation and save a life. They'll even come and pick it up for free. The United Breast Cancer Foundation has saved hundreds of women's lives through their free or low-cost breast screen exams. But now they need your help. The United Breast Cancer Foundation wants to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And donating your old car, SUV, or truck, whether it's running or not, helps pay for them. Plus, you get a charitable tax deduction. Help the United Breast Cancer Foundation save lives by donating your old car, SUV, or truck. Call now for free pickup. 800-280-2144-800-280-2144-800-280-2144. Call right now. That number again is 800-280-2144. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services you can join for free by going to paranormaldate.com and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people use the code george for a substantial discount mark rawlings president of paranormaldate.com says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal the unexplainable or the afterlife and so much more and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest so sign up for free at paranormaldate.com paranormaldate.com and use the code george if you decide to connect with someone you like this is jacques Vallée. you're listening to the podcast the gold standard of paranormal radio So I'm kind of being negative. I don't want to be the negative person here, Christian Chroma. But you see what I'm talking about here. We see the good things about autonomous driving. I'm a, not a young person. There's a time where I may have to hand in my driver's license, but I still need to get around. And being able to have access to a vehicle that can drive me wherever I want to go is going to be a big advantage. But people who depend, the people doing the manual labor, just as they are replaced in factories, 
how does that impact people and how do we get past it? Yeah, I think like in the past, in, in the early days, the telephone was operated manually. The elevator was operated manually. All these things the, we take for granted right now were operated in a manual way. And all those jobs have been automated. And I think the same will happen in, in mobility and logistics. Uh, unfortunately for the people who make a living out of it right now, but I think it will happen and it will happen very soon. But I think there will be different kind of jobs coming back for it. Today, people are earning money with playing games or making a YouTube channel or, or creating podcasts. So I think the jobs of the future, uh, we cannot even imagine what, what the jobs will be in 10 years from now. It will be completely different from the, from the current jobs. But I believe that those jobs will be more human-worthy. And I think driving in a truck or, or in a taxi all day is, I think, not the most exciting job. For some people it does, but I think if you do it all your life, it's not human-worthy. And I think it's going more into the creative part. Yeah, more creative kind of jobs. And um, and I think it's not a bad thing, but it, it will be a shock for people who are attached to those old jobs, like in factories, like in driving a, a cab or a truck or, or a bus. Okay, this, there's still this double-edged aspect to it, and it's really interesting to explore those. Your book, Humanification, takes a sort of positive look at it. It recognizes that there are dangers, but... If we manage it right, we should come out okay. Uh, humanification, if I've got it right, is a trend towards the integration of technology with human users. And, well, we're all consumers, so that's where we get into the connection between corporations and the rest of society. And what we're seeing there, if I've got that right, is that there's a shift in the corporate power structure from a small board of directors at the top who control the rest of the corporation's employees to a sort of direct democracy between shareholders and customers. And that's being made possible by technology, especially computer technology and the Internet. Have, have I got that uh, sort of right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's, it's the one part of the story. Um, let me explain. My book is based on some insights or some discoveries that I did a couple of years ago. My, my daughter was very sick and, and we went to hospital and she got a terminal diagnosis. They couldn't help her any further. So I started to do my own research. And while doing my research, I discovered that, that the cells in our body, we have billions of cells in our body, which work together in harmony and coherence every day solve all kinds of problems, that these cells have many things in common with human beings. And the biological systems in our body have a lot of common with the technological systems that we use in our society. So what we basically see is that technology has the same role as biology. And individual cells use biological systems to create organisms, and we human beings use technology to create organizations. And we go through the same phases and the same waves of, of disruption, and that makes it predictable where we are going. So what, what what I see and what I describe in my book is that humanity is slowly transforming into or start to behave like one single organism, where the internet is the nerve system, where the automation revolution has created the reptile brain, where the social media revolution has created the limbic brain, the social brain, and where AI in the cloud is now creating the neocortex brain. Uh, so all these same systems are in place. And what is happening is that basically humanity 
is shifting from an individual consci consciousness towards more uh, group consciousness. And I think uh, a lot of the problems that we have today uh, are our environments, uh, all the things that we messed up in this world are a result of indiv individual thinking uh, based on greed and, and making more profit. And I think we are connecting more and more and technology is enabling that and that we are moving towards a more group-like consciousness and we start to make decisions on that level which are much wiser much smarter than individual decisions that's basically what the book is about and technology is basically pushing us to become more human and that's why that's where the title is coming from humanification the process of becoming more human and what i told you earlier um a technology is behaving like a mirror so the faster technology it becomes and, and the more powerful it is, the more it reflects our inside world. So when you see people on the, on the streets or on the station or in public uh, areas uh, watching their phone or glued to their phone, that's one of the flaws that we have as, as a human being. Um, we like to, for us, it's more difficult to have a conversation with your neighbor than watching your smartphone. Um, so a technology is, is uh, amplifying that. And, and I think it will... Uh, change our behavior uh, because uh, you already see that that companies like Apple and Google are focusing on digital well-being. So they want to make you less addicted to your smartphone, uh, all these kind of technologies. So we need to go in the, in the dark direction to go to the light direction uh, again. And that's happening all the time. Yeah, I'm pretty confident and pretty positive about where technology is, is bringing us as, as, a, as a society, but also uh, as an individual. And we have now passed the tipping point, I think a couple of years ago, and now we are moving faster and faster. And I think the process of becoming like one single organism on Earth with all the humans is, is like um, inevitable. The tipping point has been uh, a couple of years ago. We are now moving faster and faster towards, yeah, they, some people call it singularity, being like one single organism, but I call it a, a different way in my book. That's where the, the subject of my book uh, is about, and um, it's, it's based all based on biology. It's, it's just copying how nature behaves and transport that to, to technology and, and making predictions based on that. Well, if people uh, tune into some of the clips on the YouTube channels out there you've actually got a pretty interesting slideshow where you go through and illustrate some of the parallels and so when you see how the evolution of biology is paralleled in the evolution of technology and how it moves in the various what you call waves there's no denying that there are parallels but the big difference of course is that now technology is able to evolve much quicker than biology. So where is that going to be taking us? Um, I don't know per se if, if technology is evolving faster than biology. What, what nature does, and this pattern is not only repeating in organisms and organizations, but also in all the building blocks of our universe. So organizations are built from organisms. Organisms are built from cells. Cells are built from molecules. Molecules are built from atoms. Atoms are built from subatomic particles. And subatomic particles are built from light, uh, energy. So on each of those levels, um, you see those seven waves repeating themselves. So it's, it's, it's basically the building blocks of consciousness or whatever you call it uh, that build the material world that we see around us. What I, what I truly believe is that, that um, each stage uh, on those big stairs, uh, as you can see, it, uh, is exponentially faster. So it's doubling in speed every new step. And we are now in the seventh step. 
and um, it all began with light and and um, um, yeah, light is is as the, the building block, and we are now moving again towards the virtual world where light is basically the the main carrier of information again. Um, so I think that we are going to a closed loop, and yeah, somewhere around. 2035, uh, 2040, we will hit that point uh, or singularity point, whatever they call it. So I think that's where we will merge into one single system, which makes um, the life of individuals much better, like the, li the life of the cells in our body. So that's basically um, what I predict that that will happen, uh, but there will be many small stops uh, uh, before we are there. We're trying to look here at what the future might bring, the impact, and maybe things won't be quite as bad as we might fear as what some of the sci-fi movies and novels portray. We've got more to come. Christian Chroma is our guest, taking, you know, an interesting direction from what we do in the Paracast, and that, with Gene and Randall, means you're in the Paracast. <laughs> For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Fellow patriots, my name is Todd Savage, founder of BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Like you, I was a prisoner of the alt-left sanctuary state, until one day I chose to lead my family to freedom. Today we live on a sustainable 20-acre homestead where we shoot, hunt, garden, and homeschool our children without the tyranny of the nanny state looking over us. If you're ready to flee the city to the freedom of Idaho or Montana, our Black Rifle Real Estate team is here to help. Go to BlackRifleRealEstate.com. That's BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GC.
ICNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. If you owe money to the IRS, you need to hear this. The IRS is cracking down on those who owe back taxes. It starts with a devastating letter. And if you don't act immediately, you could find yourself having your wages garnished or have a lien placed on your property. But there's a solution. Tax 10,000 can help. Avoid enforced compliance, where these holds on your income and seizure of your home could become a nightmare that just won't end. Call 800-239-9957 now and speak to one of our experts. 800-239-9957 is the number to link you directly to a tax resolution specialist who will negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Working through the IRS Fresh Start program, all the forms will be handled for you. All you have to do is make the toll-free call. 800-239-9957. Find out if you qualify and possibly save yourself thousands of dollars, not to mention a lot of headaches. It could be the best call you've made today. That number again, 800-239-9957. The service does not provide tax settlement or legal services. We will refer you to a company that does provide such services. Often the IRS will not agree to any reduction in the amount owed. Not all taxpayers who owe more than $10,000 will qualify for a tax reduction program. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from Natural Botanicals to return to a full body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money back guarantee at GCNlife.com or toll free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNlife.com. It's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Christian Cromer, a very optimistic gentleman. And I like your attitude that you feel that even if we're in the dark ages of technology now, ultimately it's going to self-correct and it's not going to be like the future depicted in Terminator. It's not going to be anything like that. It's going to be more positive. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's, nature is never making a mistake. Uh, it's doing things on purpose. And if you look at the previous waves on all the levels of our, of our universe, it's repeating the pattern in a very consistent way. And that's what I try to share with people in my keynotes, in my, my movies, in my videos, is that we are exactly where we should be. <laughs> so nature is, is taking care of it. And I think like, like all the, uh, we will see Terminator-like weapons, I think. And, and, but because we are more connected as humanity, we'll be much uh, more aggressive towards these kind of excesses. Uber was developing self-driving taxis and there was an accident, a deadly accident um, last year. And it was on every television channel in the world. So if something goes wrong, everyone is jumping on it and we have an opinion about it. And the makers of the technologies or the developers of the technologies are redeveloping the technology so it never happened again. So I think we are going towards a time where these kind of excesses will be more dynamic. They will be more extremes. I think uh, there's a dangerous part of it. Uh, I'm an optimist, but I, I also see the dark sides of technology like AI and blockchain, these kind of things. But I think in the end, on the long term, it will help us towards a more coherent uh, society. But on our way, we will have some bumps, just that we had in the, in the last uh, big uh, industrial uh, revolutions. And it will be more, uh, but they will be shorter, but more impactful than previous uh, um, waves. 
One of the big issues with the current technology is that of privacy. Facebook is getting this $5 billion fine. They've got to fix their privacy issues. And that's a big focus. Apple Incorporated sells its products in part because of the privacy that it offers. At the same time, we have the Attorney General of the United States. I don't know if you watch the politics here. He wants the tech companies to build a back door. So if law enforcement needs to get the contents of somebody's messages because of a possible criminal prosecution, they get that back door at the risk of criminals being able to do it too. So we have this big juggling match here over privacy. But the good thing about it is people are now concerned. When Facebook was first being set up, they didn't think of it. Now they are. Is that really a promising development or just a short term? I I think it's the process of becoming more consciousness. We have to go through the dark side to to want to go to the light side again. We have to have nights in order to have day. I think uh, all these um, developments are on purpose. So what what we have today, um, all the big companies like the Facebook and the Googles, they know everything about you, but you don't know anything about them. So there's not a balance, not a symmetry in in that privacy. Uh, So if you compare that to your private life, People who, uh, which you have a very good relation with, they know a lot of you. So privacy is not an issue. So if there is a balance in, in knowing things from each other, um, then it's okay. So what we see is that all the big companies today, all the big tech companies, they have some kind of lock-in. So all your data is linked in with Google or Facebook. I believe that a new internet is, is appearing already. It's already built by a, a guy which I know pers- personally. And it's not an application-based internet where all the data is in applications, uh, like, like the Googles and the Facebooks. But the internet is um, entity-based. So it's like atoms or molecules or human beings interacting with each other. You have separate entities. And these entities are sovereign and they decide on their own how much data or how much information they share with other entities. And I think that's more like how nature solved uh, privacy on a cellular level, on an atomic level or on a molecular level. And I think is that the, 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 the internet that we are going in, in the next five or 10 years already, the technology is already being built, uh, but they see a lot of big organizations and governments uh, want to suppress it because it's it, it means complete freedom for people and empowerment. So it's already there, but it's, it will take some time before uh, these new kind of technologies will, will break through and will release us from, from all the privacy issues that we have today because the entire internet as it built as it is built today is the privacy issue in its, is in its DNA. So we should go to a complete new system to solve this issue. And this is not in the interest of, of the Googles and the Facebooks of today. So I think it will be a big struggle, but it will happen. And it will happen, I think, in the five, next five or 10 years already, that we will switch to a new kind of internet where privacy is in the core, in DNA of, of, of the, the code of the internet. And then the problem is solved. But we need to... Yeah, the old system is not is not cooperating right now. It's, it, it will be um, a clash, I think, in the next uh, next decade. Uh, but when it happens, uh, we will go to a complete new blockchain-like internet where everyone is equal and is able to share information with with other entities. And that's, I think, the internet that we are uh, should look forward to. Well, well one thing we see about these big technology companies, there's always a finite life cycle. Yeah. They don't all live forever. Even Microsoft has had its problems. It failed totally in the mobile range with smartphones. 
It's getting into services now. Apple is moving more into services, although the hardware is very important. Obviously, if Facebook is going to have a renewed emphasis on privacy, that's good, but it also creates the room for the startup. Somebody, there's still room for somebody in the garage or kitchen, I hope, to build something that ultimately supplants what we have now and takes us to another step of something or other. Yeah, definitely. What, what I really think that will happen is, is basically the same what happened in, in biology. We have seen the distinguishing of the, all the dinosaurs, extinguishing. And I think the same will happen with dinosaur companies. In the wave that I showed on the internet in my movies, uh, you can see that, that organizations have the same characteristics as organisms. And there are a lot of dinosaur organisms, organizations in our world today. And I think um, the, the, the Microsofts and the Facebooks are also one of them. And I think that uh, if they don't deliver what people really want, eventually they can grow very fast, but also they can shrink very fast and they can disappear as fast as they have come up. Um, so I think it's much more difficult uh, in, in today's time to to keep to stay in power. It's easy to get power, but to stay in power, you have to deliver some kind of quality or service. If you don't do that, uh, people switch very easily to another platform. And we have seen this with WhatsApp, for example. Uh, people uh, switch to Telegram, which is more secure and, and encrypted, etc. And we will see more and more of these alternative platforms where people can switch uh, towards you. So I think the, the the big companies like Facebook will have a tougher time in the next 10 years to maintain their customers because there will be better alternatives which are more um, taking care of our privacy, which are more secure, et cetera. And it's happening on almost in every industry right now. That's really interesting. How how are companies going to manage advertising then? Because what we've seen with Facebook, which started out to appeal to people who were in post-secondary education as an alternative to something like the MySpace, which became quickly an advertising platform. And now Facebook has pretty much become the same thing. So what's going to happen with that? What, is advertising going to become irrelevant or how will it be delivered in the future? Because now they re, it requires that it knows specific information about the individual in order to deliver individualized advertising so there's kind of a dichotomy there it if we don't let it know what we want it's going to bomb us with a whole bunch of stuff that is irrelevant but if we give up our privacy so that it knows we'll get more of the stuff we want how is how are we going to manage that balance well i think uh advertisement will will here to, to stay here uh in the future and i i think it will be different um today um Companies like Facebook and Google earn a lot of money by selling you ads. But what if you are your own entity and you say, okay, I want to buy a new car and I'm in the next 30 days, I'm open to information about new cars. And you can invite organizations that sell cars or build cars to provide you that information, which is highly relevant. And by doing so, you earn money. And this money is today is going to the Facebooks and the Google. They make billions with it. But then that money is returning to you. And it's more relevant because you are the one in charge. And you say, okay, I want information about this or that. So I think that we will retake 
control about which information is reaching us. And I think artificial intelligence, for example, will be a perfect firewall, like a personal assistant, which only uh, shows you the information which is highly relevant um, based on your diary, based on your interest, based on your income and all these things. So I think we will evolve. And, and if today, if you're looking at a, a, um, a store uh, for bicycles or for cars, then the next six or eight months you're spammed by these <laughs> companies. Uh, it's not relevant anymore. So we got more, to, more to come of Christian Chroma. The future, its impact. Are we ready for it? Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now... Here's Gene Steinberg. A look at the future, hopefully a very nice future with Gene and Randall, our special guest, Christian Chroma. Very optimistic gentleman. Whatever problems we may have, things in the end are, are going to work out. I just hope we rediscover each other through the digital revolution. In one way, it helps me with my son, Grayson, who lives in Madrid. And rather than worry about Skype or something like that, he uses WhatsApp, which has a great voice feature. So he calls us on WhatsApp, which rings my mobile phone, and we have a conversation 
costing nothing. That's a good thing. Yeah, so would be getting paid to watch commercials like we were just talking about before the break, because, you know, we, we all are bombarded with enough of them now that I'm sure that, uh, you know, we could we could make a pretty good living doing that. Maybe I, I don't know. It's that it does sound like a really idealized world in a lot of ways. It reminds me of the, the Donald Fagan song IGY, if uh, folks out there aren't familiar with what I'm talking about, just, uh, you know, look him up. Donald Fagan, IGY. Very optimistic look at the future. What about returning to the idea of blockchains? Now, you were saying, well, you can see sort of like there's a dark side to that, just like there is to AI, but I'm not sure what that is. And there's a lot of people out there who really still don't understand this blockchain technology. How is that going to move forward and help us in the future? Well, today we are dependent on, on third-party companies, which like banks, for example, or governments, which have a ledger, a big book with all kinds of transactions between people, and they are in charge. And what you see today with, with, with cryptocurrencies, for example, is that you can create some kind of mesh-like um, connections with a lot of people. And all those people can do transactions with each other, uh, even if they haven't seen each other uh, in the past or they don't trust each other but the technology is providing the trust so in the future we will be able to do transactions with people all over the world and the technology will make it secure make it trustworthy and i think that's that's a positive thing so if you are going towards organizations where we work in some kind of virtual cloud like a flock of bird like organization with a lot of people uh, working in virtual reality together uh, we can we can trust those people we can share information with those people we can share contracts we can do payments or any kind of transaction and blockchain can help us to do that in a secure way so it will empower individuals to do transactions without having a bank or having a, a government or, or a big corporate uh, organization in between, which is taking a big um, cheap out of the um, junk out of the, the, the profit. So I think the people who sell products can sell their products for a better price and people who buy products can buy it for a better price because there's nothing in between. So everyone benefits. And I think that is one of one of 10 or 20 big benefits that, that come with blockchain-like technology. And uh, again, a blockchain is still in its infancy. It's, it's, it's there for a couple of years now, but I think it's nothing what, what it will be in 10 years from now. Um, and as I mentioned before, the new internet that is coming, which is entity-based instead of application-based, is working on a blockchain-like principle, which is completely transparent, completely open. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Just like the cells communicate within our body, it's completely transparent, completely open, and uh, it's based on trust. And I think that the blockchain-like technology is bringing us in that direction. Uh, that's exactly what we need right now. Isn't blockchain still dependent to some extent, though, on the maintenance of large servers? I mean, we have our individual wallets, but those have to interface out on the Internet. And even if it was an ad hoc network, like where you're saying that people can create their own networks for it to work really well on a large scale, I think it's going to require supercomputers and somebody's got to take care of those, right? Well, um, if you look at the, the traditional blockchain technology, you have mining, so you generate new block, new uh, cryptocurrencies uh, by having using a lot of computer power. 
But the new 3.0, like blockchain technologies, use completely different technology, like triangulation. So they randomly check uh, a couple of hosts in your neighborhood and check if the checksum is, is correct. And then they can do the same uh, transaction as, as the traditional blockchain. And the traditional blockchain should check all the million of records all over the, the internet. So that process uh, costs a lot of processing power and energy. But the new blockchain technologies uh, don't use that old, slow and cost yeah, uh, uh, processing heavy technology anymore. So we will also proceed in that direction. Everyone almost has a supercomputer in his pocket. If you look at the new generation of smartphones, there's a lot of computing power in there. And if you have a mesh-like network, which is distributed along the people, you can use that processing power at will. So I think everything is already there. Only people and uh, should accept it, that uh, these new technologies are coming our way. And I think the move that, that Facebook is making right now with their cryptocurrency, uh, every big central bank in the world and government is, is worrying about it. And I think that's a good thing because that they're really scared about what's coming. And it shows the power of, of these kind of technologies. I don't think Facebook is, is the right organizations to bring this new kind of cryptocurrency, but I think they will break the ice for more smaller startups that come afterwards that don't have to fight the big governments and the big money. Uh, and Facebook will do that for them. So I think it's a good development and we'll see what, what, comes, what comes next. Okay, so even if we don't have then, say, these large centralized data server systems that are out there, which we see now really running a lot of the big infrastructure, even if it becomes something more decentralized where individuals with something like cell phones or personal computers are able to work the network, you still need the network infrastructure and cell towers or metal structures. They require a company to maintain them. So we're still looking at that in terms of having to be a a kind of a organized corporation. I don't think it's something that you could just do and do, say, the type of real-time adaptation that other virtual-type companies could do. You've got to get someone in a truck to go out to climb the tower to put the stuff in. You see what I'm saying there, right? No, not per se. I think if you look at the human body, cells are communicating with the speed of light. They use biophotons, and it's uh, they're communicating with each other. And we are going in the, the same direction. In the body, we don't have cell towers, which centralized points of, of um, information uh, distribution is all connecting with each other. And basically what we already see um, is Li-Fi, for example. Li-Fi is uh, developed by a French professor and it's based on light. So the next generation of Wi-Fi is using light, not radiation, but light. And it has a much bigger frequency uh, range and it's much faster. So if cars have these lights in their headlights and they are uh, driving towards each other, they can start to communicate. Uh, if you're in a building with lights, everything can communicate with each other. So the, the Internet of Things that people talk about um, will use a completely different way of, of sending and transmitting data. It will use light uh, instead of radiation, I think, in the future. And the technology is already there. It will be implemented in the IEEE standard in 2021. And Philips in the Netherlands, it's a big uh, light factory, uh, I think world, world known company. They already bought a company uh, that, that uses this Li Fi technology. So I think that we will see a different kind of decentralized way of, of sharing data, of communication, just like the cells in our body communicate with each other. And then the big 
uh, cell towers are not needed anymore because you have a mesh-like network. And if some nodes in that network uh, will fail, then it will take another route, just like the internet uh, does today. So I think these problems will solve themselves with new generations, new sorts of technologies uh, in the near future. I kind of think here 5G may also pave the way because 5G will mean ultra-fast cellular communications, but as with Verizon Wireless, they may try to use this as a replacement for home internet, partly because the expense of laying wire, especially fiber, for ultra-fast connections is hugely expensive. But if you can do it all wirelessly, think of all the money they could save until, of course, they perfect a transmission and reception system for your home, for your TV set, etc., etc. Christian Chroma, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy, you're in. The Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. 
Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product. Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal hair care system is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Christian Chroma, I have a really crazy question for you, but it's not so crazy. Obviously, because of the kind of show we have, we do talk about UFOs, possibility that maybe now we're being visited by alien beings. But it is inevitable, whatever you believe, that there is probably life in outer space. And even if they're not here now, there may be something out there that we will meet along the way, a first contact, like, of course, Star Trek first contact, meeting extraterrestrials. Have you thought of the impact to our society if we met someone from out there? Yeah, I, I, it will be huge. I think it will change all the differences that we have uh, between countries and states, etc. And we will look completely different towards evolution and things like that. So I think we'll, it will be massive if, if we will have some kind of encounter, which is, I think, perhaps in the future is registered in a much more trustworthy way because if everyone has a smartphone and and registrates uh, sightings and stuff and ai is connecting all these things with, together we can work towards some kind of truth so you don't have independent stories anymore but a collective knowledge about what's happening uh, around earth so i think it will have a massive impact if if something like that will happen yeah of, of course specifically what kinds of impact do you see like to the energy industry because now we see examples of something way more advanced will it affect technology will it affect religion religion yeah absolutely uh, it will totally change our, our story of our past uh, and make religion less re- relevant it will change the energy industry i think because uh, if you, there are a lot of new zero point like technologies for energy out there and they are suppressed by by large corporations so if these technologies are open in in the wide like open source on the web and people can use it 
then governments and large corporations don't have the power that they have today because if people can generate their own energy they can do basically everything if you have an energy generator you have a 3d printer and you have the internet connection um, you can do anything you want you can create products you can create services uh, local uh, without relying on on governments or, or these kind of big organizations so i think it will change the entire structure of our society uh, deeply uh, absolutely well the other thing here is the danger when more primitive cultures are visited in this planet by more advanced cultures, the primitive culture is supplanted. So if ET comes here, they're a thousand years ahead of us. Doesn't that also present the danger that whether they want to or not, they're going to hurt who and what we are? Well, I hope that before that will happen, uh, we will be uh, reacting as a collective, not as an individual, but as a collective. And technology is taking care of that right now. If that kind of encounter will happen in the next 10, 20, 30 years, uh, humanity will respond in a collective way, not as an individual or, or a government. And I hope that that response will be positive from intention of love or, or connection instead of uh, a hostile intention. Yeah, we sure would have to hope that it's not some like some kind of Independence Day invasion. I tend to think a lot of that is pretty Hollywoodized. And from our experience here within the world of the paranormal and ufology, there are many of us who already, from our own experience, are convinced that alien visitation is a reality anyhow. And it's interesting how that has driven forward technology, too. Once you look at it from a more objective point of view uh, as to how it's affected culture. So we have billionaires, for example, who are launching their own investigations into space, like Bigelow Aerospace, for example. He is a believer, seen UFOs himself, and he's working on projects with NASA. There are people in Silicon Valley who have had experiences with it as well. And we're saying, look, I need to figure out how that thing works. I know it works somehow because I've seen it. So these are driving factors towards future innovation. Even if it seems like it's a little bit on the fringe, there's no question that it's out there. Even if we just find other planets, the discovery of exoplanets, a signal, even a signal from another system, whether or not they've come here or not, will change a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I've seen the movie The Arrival a couple of months ago, and, and they use smart artificial intelligence to decode that signal. And I think uh, as technology improves in the next uh, decades, uh, we will be able to decode all kind of information in a much more efficient way. And, and if some kind of society contacts us, which, which is a thousand years ahead of us, I trust that they have a much higher level of consciousness and they will be very well equipped to, to handle our lower level of consciousness and, and uh, to communicate with us. So I'm not that afraid that that um, I, I, I think it will impact the most the, the traditional organi uh, organizations that we have, like governments and, and religions and stuff. But on an individual level, I think many people are already convinced that there's more, and they are just looking for proof. And if that proof is presented in, in a specific way, uh, I think it will be adapted much faster than we can imagine. Of course, the late Stephen Hawking, who died, what, last year, he predicted a harmful impact by being visited by alien beings, because I guess the other assumption is we like to think that advanced beings have gone beyond our petty tribal conflicts. They're not as bad as we can be sometimes. 
But what if the reverse were true? Well, personally, I don't believe that. Um, I think our next level in evolution is is becoming having some kind of global consciousness connected by smart technology, just like the cells in our body, the billions of cells in our body like act like one entity, like one organism. And I think that is the next stage in evolution. And if a different kind of uh, extraterrestrial species or whatever has gone through those steps, they have a more holistic a few or approach towards working together, etc. So I think that the level of consciousness uh, is, is very important and they will have a higher level of consciousness. Otherwise, they haven't gone into space, I think. So I, I, I'm quite positive, but that's my personal opinion. I'd like to go back to the beginning of your personal discoveries on the parallels between biology and technology. When you took it upon yourself bravely and given no other choice to save the life of your daughter who medicine had basically given up on at the time how did you do it well she was in hospital and uh, the doctors yeah, they gave her a terminal diagnosis they couldn't help her there was no treatment no medication available so after three months we decided to took her out of the hospital and um, it was a very tough decision because the hospital was kind of safe environment, but not safe because they couldn't help her. So we took her home and we started to do our own research and I started to read books, uh, trainings, etc. And then I found out about a more holistic approach towards health, a more holistic perception about how the human body works and how we work on a cellular level. And that's where I started to learn and read books about uh, intercellular communication. So how individual cells are communicating with each other. What I basically find out is that these cells have two extreme states. Uh, on one hand, they can be in a stress state. And if a cell is in a stress state, uh, it reduces its communication with, it, with the environment. And as a result, all kinds of things can go wrong in the body, like a, a disease. And on the other side, cells can uh, be in a, a relaxed or a thriving state. More to come with Christian, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Fellow patriots, my name is Todd Savage, founder of BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Like you, I was a prisoner of the alt-left sanctuary state until one day I chose to lead my family to freedom. Today we live on a sustainable 20-acre homestead where we shoot, hunt, garden, and homeschool our children without the tyranny of the nanny state looking over us. If you're ready to flee the city to the freedom of Idaho or Montana, our Black Rifle Real Estate team is here to help. Go to BlackRifleRealEstate.com. That's BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the mineral doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. USA Radio News with Wendy King. A mass shooting at a Walmart in El Paso, Texas has caused 20 deaths. 26 people are injured. Mayor D. Margo. We will remember their lives and honor their memories together. 
Our community will not be defined by this senseless, evil act of violence. Many people are worried and looking for their loved ones. This man is looking for his elderly mother. He said he was on the phone with her right before the shooting. And we haven't seen or heard from her since. And she's not in any of the hospitals, so. I want to just find my mom. Somebody needs to tell me where she is. I want to know if she's dead or alive or if she's still in Walmart. Police say it was a singular shooter. The 21-year-old man had a manifesto which they believe may have been written by the killer. It denounces the rising Hispanic population in Texas. This is USA Radio News. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-561-5716. That's 800-561-5716. Again, 800-561-5716. Hey everyone, Proactive MD has an incredible offer for our radio listeners only. Stay tuned for our exclusive offer that includes a free charcoal pore cleansing brush and free shipping. Proactive MD with prescription strength adapalene can heal and prevent future breakouts. Today, for just $19.95, we're offering listeners the three-piece Proactive MD system with free shipping, plus a free gift, the new charcoal pore cleansing brush. Get this exclusive offer by calling now, 1-800-583-8662, or go to Proactive.com and enter promo code radio. You heard right. Proactive MD plus free shipping and a free gift. The new charcoal pore cleansing brush. You'll get all this for just $19.95 and their 60-day money-back guarantee. You're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or you get your money back. Call now. 1-800-583-8662. That's 1-800-583-8662. Or go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio. Again, go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. More about the future and the impact, and of course, what led Christian Chroma to start his quest with Gene and Randall. Randall? So just before the break there, we were talking about how you took it upon yourself to save the life of your daughter by working with alternative therapy that involved uh, light therapy so that, if I'm understanding you correctly, it improved the intercellular communication and draws upon the body's own healing abilities. Can you uh, expand on that some more, please? Yeah, sure. What I found out is that cells use uh, biophotons to communicate with each other. And this was discovered by Fritz Albert Popp. Uh, he's a Nobel Prize winner. And he discovered that cells emit a very weak amount of light. And in that light, there is information encoded. And that's the way that cells communicate in real time with each other. So we found a couple of therapies based on this 
technology on this inside and it saved our daughter's life and today our daughter is uh, eight years old and she's doing great she's going to school she she has a normal completely normal life but also um uh, it did some something else um it saved our daughter's life but it also gave me some different insights and and perspectives about technology and society and, and organizations I've been a technology entrepreneur for 15 years, and I helped large organizations to reinvent themselves, to to disrupt themselves. What I start to see is that individual cells behave like human beings. They have the same needs and the same behavior. Um, But groups of cells behave in the same way as organizations, as groups of people. And as I start to do more research, uh, more and more parallels and correlations start to appear. So what I found out is if you look at, if you look back in, in, in our evolution of, of biological organisms, the first big disruptive wave was about cells start to develop a way of communicating with each other. So what they did is they communicate with each other and start to create groups, so small communities of cells, which we call uh, multicellular organisms. This was basically the first disruptive waves in biology. And after a while, these organisms became bigger and they needed some kind of infrastructure to deliver uh, building blocks and energy to all the corners of the organism. So they start to develop a digestive system, organs, but also a vascular system to transport all the nutrition and stuff on the inside of the organism. That was the second big wave. It's about infrastructure. Organisms became bigger, more complex, and they needed some kind of information infrastructure. So then we entered the third big wave in biology, which was about nervous systems but also senses. And organisms start to develop a central nervous system, a peripheral nervous system, senses, eyes, uh, ears, all these things that help them to adapt to the environment. And that increased their rate of survival. Um, after a while, there was so much information flowing over these nerve systems that they needed some kind of automation. So in the fourth wave, they start to develop uh, the, um, the reptile brain, which is basically the CPU or the operating system that automates all the internal processes in our body. And that's basically when the dinosaurs appear. Um, they used, how do you call it, the uh, the reptile brain to hunt more efficiently, to gather food more efficiently, etc. Then the, the next big wave, uh, the fifth wave, was about the limbic brain. So communities of, of cells, uh, organisms start to develop the limbic brain, which is deemed the mammal brain, or we also call it the social brain, which helped us to recognize and remember situations, environments, and behavior of other organisms. Um, we start to recognize other organisms. We start to copy behavior from them. And we also start to live in hurdles because we could recognize our, our friends and family members. Um, sixth big wave was about the neocortex. And the neocortex brain helped organisms to learn and adapt in real time. So to stand up straight, uh, to keep balance, to solve problems, uh, create fire, create tools, weapons, etc., etc. And the final biological wave was about the prefrontal cortex, which is basically the, the, the small part of the brain in front of your skull, which helps us to visualize things that are not yet there, to understand conceptual things like the states, like religion, all these things. And what I discovered is that these waves today are repeating itself. But now it's not about cells using biology to create organisms, but it's about sapiens, humans, using technology to create organizations. And as we arrived with the prefrontal cortex, we were able to develop our own way of communicating with each other. So we start to connect in groups, small communities. And that was basically the first 
big the technology wave that we have seen, the agricultural revolution. We start to share uh, concepts, ideas, and those went global. And eventually, the agricultural revolution was the first big technological wave. The second big wave, when our uh, communities and cities became bigger and bigger, was about infrastructure. In 1700, 1800, we started to develop the, the vascular system and the digestive system of our society. We started to develop industry, uh, which was able to convert raw materials into iron for railroads, oil pipelines, and the energy grid as we see it today. So that's basically the vascular system and the digestive system of our society. That was the second big wave, the Industrial Revolution. At a certain point, we start to develop electricity. And with this electricity, we can send messages from one side of the earth to the other using the radio, the telegraph, radio, television. We start to develop sensors like the, the microphone, like the camera, etc., which helped us to become more aware of our environment to increase our survival rate. And it was basically the third big wave, the telecom revolution. Um, at a certain point in time, there was so much information flowing over these nerve systems, over these telecom networks, that we needed some kind of automation. So in the 50s to 60s, companies like IBM start to develop uh, computers, uh, CPUs, operating systems, and softwares, which is basically the reptile brain of an organization. It's helped organizations to automate all the internal processes so that it can focus uh, on the outside world more efficiently. Then we entered the social media revolution, the fifth wave, which started in 1998 when the internet became more mature. And that's basically the limbic brain. It helped us to store information on the web, first in text, later in pictures, uh, videos, and today we, we share everything. But it's creating some kind of global memory, which helps us to recognize situations, uh, behavior of other people, but also to live more in groups. And that's what we see to, today with, with uh, Facebook, etc. These are very large communities of people together, much bigger than, than countries itself. Now we are entering uh, the sixth wave, which is the AI revolution, which is the equivalent of the new cortex brain. Artificial intelligence, machine learning, deep learning in the cloud, which is helping us to make sense of all the data which is stored in the last 20 years. Uh, all our purchase decisions, all our emails, all the stuff, AI is learning from that and it's creating some kind of new cortex of, of humanity, which helps us to behave in a more, I think, more a collective way. And eventually we will enter the last wave, which will be the AR, uh, auto, um, augmented reality, virtual reality wave, um, which is the equivalent of the prefrontal cortex. It will help us to visualize things that are not yet there. Uh, it will help us to work together as a collective, as one big collective. And I think that that wave will start somewhere in 2025 or so, 26, 27. Eventually in 2035, this last wave will end. And I think that will be the, the moment where humanity starts to wake up, where we are so connected with each other that we start to behave like one single organism, just like the sapiens emerged of all of those biological systems. We will have some kind of species, uh, all the cells, all the sapiens working together as one big organism. And after that, I think it will cover the rest of the earth very fast because more people will start to be attached to this big organism and we start to have a different kind of society which is more holistic which is more uh, as a collective with one single consciousness uh, connected by smart technology so that's basically in, in, a, in a nutshell 
the, the seven biological waves and the seven technological waves. And as I mentioned before, these waves repeat themselves on each basic fundamental level of our universe, on a cellular level, on a molecular level, on an atomic level, on a subatomic level, and on a, a level of light, of the spectrum of light. Yeah, that's basically it. And um, that's, that's also why I'm very positive and also... How do you call it? Yeah, I'm quite positive where, where we are going. I think we will have some struggles on our way, but then in the end, we will go to one single like organism and technology is connecting us uh, towards this. Well, I'm going to ask a question about that. That may be the negative spin as we're doing here. More to come with Christian, Chroma, Gene and Randall. You're in The Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811, brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. 
The Hebo Tea Club's original pure Powdiarco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, the Hebo Tea Club's original pure Powdiarco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. Dehebo Tea Club's original pure Powdiarco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at ShopSuperTea.com or call 818-984-6100. That's ShopSuperTea.com, 818-984-6100, ShopSuperTea.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, of course, as you talked about a collective, I thought, well, Beehive for one, but of course, in sci-fi, the Borg, a collective, but not a very nice collective. What do you think? Assimilate everyone? Uh, do you mean like cyborg-like collectives? or Sure. That ultimately, as we age, we may find ways to enhance or extend one's life with artificial enhancements. Although I guess we'd like to make 3D versions of the human heart that would replace the original human heart with the same genetic composition. But if we're using more and more gadgetry to extend life we could be partly cyborg yeah it's already happening right now because your smartphone is already a part of your brain it's remembering events it's storing pictures it's storing videos all these things so we are in that sense already a little bit cyborg but we are not yet integrating chips into our you know into our physical body uh Elon musk is working on that with with uh, neuro uh, neuro link uh this is new company for people who are disabled or or have a handicap or so uh, it will be very helpful and sure there will be people uh, implementing it but um in the future i think uh we will go in a different direction i think uh, yes we will extend our lives dramatically i think uh, the being 100 or 200 years old is, is not an ex, ex um, uh, it's nothing special in the future and that will bring another wave of problems with it on itself so now every, every wave is solving a problem and it's, it's creating a problem on its own a new problem on a higher level so so many of the problems that we have today will be solved by ai my ai in itself will create ethical problems which are much harder to solve. So we will see a lot of these things. Uh, we can improve the human body, but should we? 
So these kind of questions will come towards us uh, in a much higher rate in the near future. And um, yes, some people will integrate this technology, but I think the majority uh, will choose not to and then will go for the natural way. Uh, and you already see this happening. Um, you see already hotels without Wi-Fi. So not being online is the new premium. And I think the technology will push us to become more human uh, because it, uh, it's like a mirror. It start, we start to realize uh, what it means to be a human being on this earth. And that sounds a bit uh, woohoo, but I think uh, that that's already happening uh, right now. We will become more consciousness, more purposeful, and we will start to use technology in a more purposeful way. And I think cyborgs and stuff, yes, they will be there, but I think the majority will not go in that direction. And like, like in the human body, biology is not uh, a thing on itself. It's only the connection between cells. And I think that technology in our world is not a thing on itself. It's not unconsciousness. It's not an entity on itself. It's only a connection between human beings. And if we start to see it in that way, then it starts to really make a difference in our world. That's and, really um, the key, though, isn't it, Christian, is, is right there, right what you just said. When we go from AI being uh, one of the tools that we use to us being one of the tools that AI uses, that's where the real shift is, right? Yeah. So the big challenge, it seems to me, is is not letting the latter happen, but it looks like the way we're going, there's not going to be any stopping it. So there's some people that just, they okay, they say, I'm disconnecting. There are still communities out there who go, I'm not going to be part of this. They still use horses and wagons to do their transportation and they're off the grid completely. It's what's going to happen to people who don't buy into being connected? Well, um, it's the same if, if cells of your body are not connected. Uh, they can live for a while, but not eventually, uh, eventually not, not for a long, very long extent. So I think in the end, it's everyone will be connected to, to the bigger uh, bigger part, but not in the sense that we, that we use technology today. It will be a completely different way of technology, more based on light, more on it's more on, a, on an energetic level, uh, let's call it that way. Um, so I think there will be different kinds of communities which are separated, which are off-grid, and they will stay to exist. But I think the majority will go into the connection with each other because I think there will wonderful things come out of it. I think uh, if we have a collective consciousness, we will be able to combine the power and the creativity and the productivity of billions of people together. I think we will, uh, will be unlimited uh, in, in things that we can do. So I think it will have a lot of benefits. And I'm sure it will have a downside. Uh, for example, virtual reality, augmented reality. I think we are now addicted to our smartphones, but I think we have, ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, if people can put on a glass and they're in a completely different world, which is always nice and always happy, uh, that will be a massive uh, addiction for, for so many people. So we will see a lot of downsides. But in the end, I think it will bring us, it will unite humanity towards one single organism. And uh, it will help us out to solve the problems that we have today, which is are created on a, on a level of thinking, or on an individual level of thinking, and not on a collective thinking uh, level. Of course, I mean, we've, okay, we've run across the word consciousness a number of times in the conversation, and consciousness isn't something that we understand yet. We have no way to know, for example, whether or not even you or I 
are conscious. We assume we are because as human beings, we have that experience. So we assume other human beings are, but we really have no way to know whether or not a machine can be. We don't know enough about it. It's not simply a matter of cogs and wheels. We could end up with a clockwork orange that can mimic human behavior and be very intelligent, but intelligence doesn't equate to consciousness. And so how is it then that we can be sure that we're going to have a global consciousness simply by being being connected through wires? Um, well, what you, I, I think we, we can say that the people have individual pieces of consciousness. And if you connect those individual pieces, then you go to a collective consciousness. And uh, it will perhaps not be wires, but a different kind of technology in the future. But uh, it's, it's very hard to say. Um, it's not a thing that you can uh, measure objectively um, because we are part of it. It's, it's everywhere. Um, so it's very hard to, to quantify it and to say what it is. But with these new sciences like quantum technology, quantum physics, we are going into a direction where we see that there is some kind of organizing information structure and, and the waves that I discovered are also pointing in the direction that consciousness has some kind of behavior, it's solving problems in a specific way, in a specific order and uh, um, it's behaving on multiple levels in our universe in the same way so based on these insights we, we can project towards the future that that. Um, it's happening over and over again, multiple molecules working together in one cell, multiple cells working together in one organism, multiple organisms working together in one organization. So it's happening over and over again in a very consistent way. So nature is creating individuals, and at a certain level, these individuals don't get any smarter, and then they start to combine those individuals in a collective, which start to behave like one single uh, entity or unit uh, again. And then the story repeats over and over again. So I think in that way, if you look at it in that way, uh, that, that it's inevitable that we will connect um, if we are conscious or not, but we will connect as, as beings and we become smarter and wiser as a result uh, and, and solve many of the problems that we cannot solve today. What about the theories that we are already connected by universal consciousness, the collective unconscious? We're already some level connected with one another it's just finding a way to attach or get in touch with that consciousness to go to the next yeah. level i i believe that also that there's uh, a lot of already uh, a conscious field which we're all part of and i think the technology is like a mirror it's it's we start to remember that we already have the skills to to connect with each other on multiple energetic levels so i, I believe that that technology is only a temporary tool that uh, is helping us to remember what it is to have uh, a collective consciousness because consciousness is already there and Many cultures, they talk about heaven on earth, and I, I believe that heaven on earth, not in a religious way, but will be the moment that we are connected, like we are connected in, in a conscious field, in a quantum field, like one single thing with no, t with no time and no space uh, anymore. And I think on earth we are going in the same direction, and, um, and technology is helping us to get there, but it's not an... A goal on itself. It's not. Um, uh, it's 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 helping us only to get there. So, it's it's. Um, I think it's it's a temporary thing. And and um, like technology in the past, it will change in form. It will change the way it appears. But in the end, it's it's connecting people and it's connecting small piece of consciousness together. Well, We've got so we much more to come. Futurist Christian Kromas joining us this week. 
And some might think this is a departure from what we've been doing on the Paracast for the past 13 years. But no, a lot of what we've been talking about directly follows. More to come with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have... A Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality. You know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Extendivite really works. Just listen to what Dr. Joe has to say. Hypertension runs in my family, unfortunately. I started having problems a number of years ago, and I had heard the commercials a number of times, and I personally do not like the idea of being on medication. (laughs) Even though I'm a physician, you would think, you know, that's our thing, but we just don't like it. So I I figured, you know, I'll start the product, and I did, and I got to tell you, it does help. By the grace of God and that product, you know, my labs come back really good all the time, right on the money. I used to always have like cold toes in the winter time and I used to love going down to Florida for my medical conferences. But since I've been taking the product regularly, I don't have that problem anymore. You got a great product there, Don, and I just wanted to tell you how appreciative I am. Thank you so much. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. At the other end of this, Christian Chroma, is a science fiction book I read a long time ago, where instead of traveling through space, an individual would download their consciousness to a clone being. That clone would then make the voyage do whatever it's going to do, and then return and the consciousness would be uploaded with changes. Kind of like a a backup system. Okay. In my book, I describe uh, a digital twin, and it's it's like something the same. It's it's you, but it's not you. But it can do things um, like you do things, and it can learn things, and it uh, it can come back to you, and it can transfer the data to you. Uh, So in that sense, I think we will see these kind of new ways of of being present in, in multiple 
uh, areas at the same time and, and learn and interact with, with other entities in, in, mil- in multiple locations at the same time. So I think in the future it will be possible. It's, it's already possible. You can, for example, fly a drone and you can look through the cameras of the drone with your own eyes. So you can be present in the air while we cannot, uh, we're not able to fly. So I think when technology increases and become more advanced and more powerful, we will see more and more of these opportunities and that we were able to travel in space while being on Earth and visit the moon or visit Mars while sitting in your chair in your living room. So these these technologies will be there and then um, I, I don't think it will take that long. Um, but yeah, it, it, will, it will increase our presence and our level of consciousness, I think. The way we see the world will change dramatically through these new tools. This is really interesting because it brings up uh, a point in our forum by where our forum member Blowfish, who says that NASA right now is seeking to go back to the moon. And he brings up uh, one of the projects that they have, which is called the first deep space internet. So when we get looking into that, what we've got is a, a system that is already in space that is if you go with your analogy to the human nervous system and how we hook up, we've we've extended that nervous system now out into space. It's it's 20 million miles from Earth now, the connection points. Now, this really brings up some interesting uh, ideas in terms of what might happen with this nervous system. Suppose we have AI becomes uh, intelligent, self-replicating and aware, and is now spreading itself out into space. What's stopping it from just saying, okay, well, I'm just going to keep on going and leaving us here? Well, I, what I believe at the end of these seven waves, uh, we have an earth with, with uh, uh, humanity living like one single organism. And I think the next step of that is uh, going to the next seven waves, where the first step will be uh, developing some kind of interstellar language so we can communicate with other uh, entities, um, start to develop an infrastructure, second wave uh, between those spaces or, or planets or whatever we call it on a more collective level. Uh, the third wave will be about the internet, creating the nervous system between those, perhaps it's it's um, an extension of our own society, or perhaps it's a different kind of society, but create an internet, a connection uh, or a nervous system um, between those different societies. And what we basically do is go through these seven stages again, but now it's not about a cell uh, or an, an organism, but it's about a planet start to go into space uh, like a society. So I think that these seven waves and Elon Musk and, and Jeff Bezos and, and Virgin Galactic is already doing this. They're already exploring the next seven waves by going into space and, and making that connection with, with other planets and stuff. So I think it's it's the, logically the next wave in, in our evolution going into space and and going through those seven waves in an exponential higher speed as we did in the last 14,000 years in in our technological waves but in our collective waves and and um yeah i think that's where we are going and it's already happening right now that's really interesting that uh, so in the initial example i was saying well we could have a we could find that we have a break up breakaway civilization from in terms of the ai going out on its own but what you're saying is very much along the lines of another futurist which i'm you've probably heard of dr michio kaku yep. who talks about uh exactly this so what uh, it, 
when you're saying, well, we just start the cycle over again and the cells, instead of being cells in our body or organizations on Earth, become other civilizations and planetary systems that then start to form their own neural networks. And we enter in then into a galactic civilization where we start to get type one, type two, type three type civilizations working together. Fascinating stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's, it's like uh, we are now moving towards a global consciousness on Earth, but it's uh, after that we are going to a collective or of our solar system and perhaps uh, uh, consciousness. So uh, it's 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 a way higher level than we have today. But I think it's a very logical step if if you continue the steps which are happening in in the past billion years, for example, and they repeat, uh, then we will go there. And I think it's I think it's inevitable, and it's already happening, like I said before. Well, this is really fascinating conversation, and we're so glad to have you on the show. We've had a lot of requests to bring futurists on the show, and traditionally, they seem to think that what they're talking about is quite separate from the sort of things that uh, we're interested in here. And yet, what a futurist is, really, in a way, is it's a modern-day prophet who is um, trying to tell us what the future is using the tools that we have now. So it's really quite interesting to listen to the kind of concepts that you have. And we're so glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's basically yeah, a prophet, modern day prophet. <laughs> it's um, uh, what I use. Is if you if you look at the waves that I use, uh, it's, it's like a tool. It's a model for me to extrapolate from here uh, to what's coming next and look back in the, at the past, what happened and how structures appeared and how what kind of properties emerges from those structures and try to translate that into the future. And and, um, and it's all behaving like the Fibonacci spiral, which is um, seeing, uh, seeing a lot in, in nature. So right, the Fibonacci words. sequence, of course, yeah, yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, out, that gets us into fractals. I believe you've uh, got a, a section in your book. A pretty good book, by the way, that people can get at your website right now, I believe, for it's a free download if people want it. Yeah, yeah. If people want a digital version, they can download it on my website. And uh, if you want an old-fashioned paper version, then you have to buy it at a bookstore or, or Amazon or so. But uh, yeah, it's for free. And the only thing that I ask in return is, is the email address so we can keep you up to date on the latest developments. So this is really interesting then when we start talking about getting into this, what we're doing now then when we start looking at these future civilizations is we're emerging now into this, if we make it without destroying ourselves somehow with our own technology, this type one civilization where we'll be a unified world, we'll have a lot of the problems worked out in an almost Star Trek like almost utopia. And we'll be harnessing the energy, mostly of our own sun, and then we'll be looking out to connect with other worlds. How can we be sure that we're going to, or let's maybe rephrase that, how can we make this transition as smoothly as possible? I think that the only way is um, for people to align with who they truly are, to find their purpose. If by, by doing so, you align with nature, because we technology are all part of nature. We see ourselves as a separate thing from nature, but we are, we are a result of nature, everything around us, even technology. So by aligning with, with your true purpose, who you really are, you start to do the things which are 
just like the cells in our body, your heart cell is focused on pumping blood. Your lung cells are creating oxygen from the blood, uh, from, from the air. So every cell is purpose-driven. And I think if humanity, if humans within our society start to connect with their purpose and they start to do the things which are needed right now, that's the fastest way towards that connected society that we uh, should go to. And I think we already passed the tipping point, so there's no way back. And technology already connected us on a global scale, so it's, it's going fast now but um we don't have to uh, we should not mess up <laughs> the last part so um yeah i think being purposeful uh, to align with your purposes is the, the fastest way we've got a lot more to come we're talking with christian chroma a futurist and hopefully this future is going to be as positive as he envisions more to come with gene and randall you're in the paracast <laughs> Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. 
Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now, there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. Here's Dr. Sonia Bacha on The Doctors. So this is a product we're going to see if it works. It's called Instantly Ageless. And the idea is that it works very quickly. Is you just need a very small amount. And then you apply it to areas where you might be a little bit puffy. I have just looked at what's in this product. And one of them is something called Argyroline, which is sort of a darling in dermatology right now. It's a peptide or a protein that actually relaxes the muscle. It's also called Botox in a bottle. The other active ingredient in this is silicates, which are almost act like a clay. They're minerals. And they're making the skin sort of tighter. It's actually increasing the surface tension on the skin to push that herniated fat pad back. Try Instantly Ageless today at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at GCNLife.com. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family survival to survivalistcamps.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. You know, as you were talking earlier in the show, Christian, about the way you started this quest about your daughter and everything, I was thinking of a character in one of the Star Trek series, I guess it was Voyager, the holographic doctor. They didn't have a real doctor on board the ship, so they created one. So we have a shortage of doctors now in the U.S. and I suspect in a lot of other countries. Is there going to be more and more participation by AI in dealing with medical issues? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we already see this in, in many industries, especially the medical industry. We see virtual doctors, which can do a diagnose much more accurate than a human being can do. Because the problem with doctors is they all have a fragment piece of knowledge. Uh, they went to school, uh, they learned a lot of bunch of things after that, but they also forgot a lot of things. But with AI, you can make a centralized knowledge uh, on a global scale. And, and uh, IBM Watson, for example, is, is uh, building a virtual oncologue, and they can make a 98% um, accurate uh, diagnose what kind of cancer someone has, what stage, and what is the best probable uh, solution to, to, to heal that person. So, and we will see this in, in many other areas in the medical industry. Uh, Google, for example, already developed an app. They make a picture of the backside of your eye. And what they discovered using AI is that the, the vascular pattern in the backside of your eye is almost a copy of the vascular system around your heart. So if there are any abnormalities in your eye, they certainly are there in your region around your heart. So they can send you straight away to a specialist that can help you further. AI is able to see small nuances in, in all kinds of patterns, in your heart rate, in, in, in your breathing patterns, everything. So we will have some kind of virtual doctor on our smartphone in, in 10 years from now. For 9.95 a month, you will have some kind of first, first, first virtual doctor that can answer 
a lot of questions uh, regarding your health. I think we will, can, we will be able to regain or take back the power uh, of our health again. And AI will be able to help us. And we will see this in many other industries, uh, virtual accountants, virtual private bankers, uh, virtual uh, diet coaches, virtual sporting coaches. You see it everywhere. But especially in the medical uh, industry, it will make a very big difference because we are not relying on the medical systems anymore, which are much too expensive, way too slow we can do things on our own uh, and take back the power of our health again and i think that's a wonderful thing what about serving you a hamburger or serving you your dinner someone taking your order you're buying a three-course meal different dishes for family members is that going to be done robotically uh, it could be. There are already robots which are able to cook a meal for you, like uh, it's a, a German manufacturer, Molly, and this robot uh, can cook a star meal, uh, if you like. So it will be there in the future, um, just like the cells in our body. Uh, they snap with their fingers and uh, the nutritions are delivered at the door uh, step. And I think we are moving into that same direction. I think if you see something, the system will know you need some kind of stuff or product or nutrition, and it will be delivered at your doorstep by a drone or whatever kind of technology. So I think we are going in the same direction as the cells in our body. A very advanced 3D logistics system, which is able to deliver on demand uh, every second that you need it. And um, for each individual, it's fully customized, customized healthcare, customized food, customized products, um, everything. And again, this is already happening on a small scale, but I think when technology will make it a commodity, it will be cheaper and everyone will use it. And uh, it's, it's a matter of years, I think, before this will happen. I'd like to talk to you about 3D printing, which, of course, is in the formative stages. Now, you can buy them, by the way. On our tech show, The Tech Night Now Live, we feature someone with a company like that. So they're talking, for example, of making a duplicate of human heart with a proper genetic component so there's no rejection. At the same time, kind of food replicator. What about a food replicator that we're running short, maybe? On natural resources, you want a steak dinner, you punch it up in the replicator, and there you go. Yeah, I, I definitely. Um, you will have terahertz scanners, which are scanners which scan on a very high frequency, and they can see the compounds of a material, and then you can recreate that compound with a 3D printer. Uh, I don't know if I would like a stick from a 3D printer, but it will definitely be there. It's already done, printing food with a 3D printer. But I think uh, robots will be perfectly capable to grow vegetables and grow fruit in a much more efficient way than we do today in, in vertical farms, for example. So I think the food problem, the energy problem, will be solved by, by smart technology in already the next decade, I think. Okay, this is all. I just love your optimism. I really do. But uh, like Gene, I also cannot help but see the challenges. So for starters, uh, there's going to be a huge legal quagmire around all of this. Like those who control the AI are then going to have the power. And that gets us into a whole new set of issues, some of which have been dramatized in sci-fi movies like AI or iRobot, or Star Trek, where the legal status of the AI as a sentient being it's in and of itself is called into question. So we get into issues about, you know, do we make these AIs our slaves? Do we allow them to be owned by single corporations who can charge us to have that device on our wrist that tells us that we need to go see the doctor? How much is it going to cost it? 
if we can download our consciousness into uh, some sort of a machine, uh, there's already a really quite good parody out there on the internet called Life 2.0, where you wake up in your in your AI shell. And the first thing you have to agree to is a terms of service contract that is very expensive, you know? So how are we going to deal with those things? Well, first of all, I I don't think that we can upload our consciousness. We don't have an idea what consciousness is. uh, um, And and uploading it uh, will be the next big step. I don't believe that. uh, But the the problem is... No, but it makes the point that still, whether you've got that device on your wrist that's connected to the AI that the big company owns, it says, okay, we'll tell you what's wrong with you so long as you agree to these terms of service, which means that you're going to have to pay their lawyers if anything goes wrong. So there's really some problems that I'm seeing with with a lot of this. How do we get around that? Well, I think that that's the organizational issue. Uh, today's organizations are driven by, by profits, by shareholders. And they have a complete different set of incentives than the organizations of the future. I believe that organizations of the future will be a group of individuals that use hive mind-like technology, AI, and human uh, intelligence to make decisions. They don't have a board of directors. They don't have a CEO. They, they act like a flock of birds, and they behave in real time. With these new kind of organizations, we'll have complete different incentives. And that's the entire blockchain wave is all about, is, is decentralizing power and knowledge. I think if uh, one big company like Facebook or Google owns the, the rights and, and the authority of all the AI that we have, the smart, then it's, it's going in the wrong direction with our world. I think that we will have to experience that first before we start to develop decentralized AI. And it's already happening. Uh, speaking to a, a professor in London, they are currently developing AI in the in the blockchain. So AI is completely redistributed across many small nodes, and together it behaves like one single big uh, AI. And for now, we will have the big companies like Google and Facebook, which are developing and owning the AI and have also the power to come with it. But in the future, it will be distributed. I'm completely sure about that. We're going to have a lot more to come. A couple of more segments with Christian Chroma. With Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Fellow patriots, my name is Todd Savage, founder of BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Like you, I was a prisoner of the alt-left sanctuary state until one day I chose to lead my family to freedom. Today we live on a sustainable 20-acre homestead where we shoot, hunt, garden, and homeschool our children without the tyranny of the nanny state looking over us. If you're ready to flee the city to the freedom of Idaho or Montana, our Black Rifle Real Estate team is here to help. Go to BlackRifleRealEstate.com. That's BlackRifleRealEstate.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. At least 20 people have been killed during a mass shooting at a Walmart in El Paso, Texas. 
26 people are injured. This woman was inside when it happened. I wasn't really paying attention, but I heard do, do, do. And then it went do, 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 like closer together. So then that's when I thought it was gunshots. Police say they believe it to be a lone shooter who is in custody. He's a 21-year-old white male who's been identified as Patrick Crucius. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says Texans are grieving. He tweets, We thank first responders for their swift action. We ask God to bind up the wounds of all who have been harmed. Edie Holberg is at a family reunification center. Many people are worried and looking for their loved ones. I want to just find my mom. Somebody needs to tell me where she is. I want to know if she's dead or alive or if she's still in Walmart. This is USA Radio News. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-399-6392. 1-800-399-6392. That's 1-800-399-6392. If you feel you've been lied to, pressured, or misled into buying your timeshare, you have the right to cancel completely. This is Steve Sanchez, and I'd like to introduce you to Wesley Financial Group, the leading top-rated timeshare cancellation company in the country. That's right, no more excessive fees or lifetime commitments that make you feel like you're serving a prison sentence. Founded by CEO Chuck McDowell, a pioneer in the industry who went into federal court and won against the largest timeshare resort company in the world just to help you get out of your timeshare. Too good to be true? No. Countless testimonials and the highest ratings from the Better Business Bureau make Wesley Financial Group the real deal and their money back guarantee they put in writing makes them the Steve Sanchez choice for successfully canceling your timeshare guaranteed. To get their free information kit, call 1-800-475-1919. That's 1-800-475-1919 or visit them at timesharecancellations.com. That's 1-800-475-1919. This is Jacques Vallée, you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Christian Chroma, we only have a couple of segments left and a lot of ground to cover as we try to look into humanity's future. Now, looking at this, obviously you're making a good guess to predict what happened. Have you compared the work of futurists of a while back to see how well they did? Well, I have a lot of colleagues, futurist colleagues, which are speaking on events, and then most of them are focusing on trends and then uh, nice gadgets and technologies and stuff. They're doing quite well because they don't predict five years ahead of now. Uh, They say, okay, we will go to Mars, we'll have uh, space stations. Yes, of course we will have, but it's not quite specific. My predictions are more specific, and and, um, 
I think they are quite accurate. Uh, but if I compare them to, to other features, uh, yeah, it's very hard. Rekutsvar, for example, from Google is, is very good at making predictions, but he's predicting where Moore's law is. So he's very good at um, uh, calculating Moore's law. So where computing power will be at a specific year, at a specific date. And he is 85% accurate in, in doing so. And he's making likewise predictions as, as I do uh, about uh, singularity point and, and afterwards. So uh, I've read a lot of books and then also religious books or, or uh, books from, from uh, uh, old uh, cultures. And you see that all these cultures are describing the same kind of events uh, happening. So I'm pretty convinced that my predictions are, are quite on track with, with all these different kind of perspectives that are in ancient books, ancient knowledge, but also from other futurists. So I try to gain new perspectives and, and compare them with my own and, and learn from it and, and adjust my predictions accordingly and, and um, improve my predictions in that way. Right. They are part of the process. And if it's a dynamic process and it's changing fairly rapidly and evolving, then naturally you would have to do the same in order to be able to keep up with those changes. So that makes perfect sense. Kurzweil, you mentioned, of course. Uh, now, one of his bestsellers, I think, was The Age of Spiritual Machines, uh, which I read and was it made a lot of sense. But again, it sort of assumes that we've got this ability to create machines with consciousness because the spiritual, so for lack of a better term, aspect of AI, we cannot be sure of. So once again, we're at that point where, well, what about the rights of machines that are that, even if they don't have a consciousness of their own, if they're that intelligent, do they become our slaves then? Like, suppose, okay, it becomes decentralized and everyone somehow is able to have the equivalent of a supercomputer, which now takes up several floors of buildings or distributed amongst a whole bunch of other things on their wrist. And how is that going to relate to us? in its own individual way how would we be able to say well we own you you tell me what's wrong with me now or else what you know I, I, it's a legitimate question who who is thinking for who at that point yeah i i i don't believe that that in the future we'll have an ai thinking for us i think it will be a combination uh, the most accurate systems are combinations hybrid systems of human intelligence and machine intelligence we are very good in emotional intelligence um, and machines are very good at, and cognitive intelligence uh, factual intelligence and if you combine those two you have a new kind of intelligence which is better than separate parts so i believe that in the future it will be more like a hybrid just like the the, the biological tissues in our body and the cells it's it's working together in harmony and i believe that technology and humanity is going to the direction uh, exactly how i don't know but uh, i think light will be one of the uh, ways to, to communicate with with, uh, with separate um, uh, entities within those networks in the future. So how it exactly will look like, I don't know, but I think it will be, like in our body, there will be equality um, uh, between the tissues and the cells and the cells and the tissues. It's, yeah, it's a more holistic view. You cannot see uh, separate parts of it uh, as standalone. You have to see it as a whole. And then it works like one big system. So uh, it, it, we still think in separate pieces or in individuals. But I think in the future, it will be more a collective, a different kind of thinking. And it's perhaps a bit difficult to, to visualize or to, to imagine, but I think it's, it's a much more holistic approach to, towards technology integration into humanity and vice versa. 
Well, of course, like say in the movie, the matrix, what we are in that particular situation is actually connected to uh, a vast AI network, literally connected and where our personalities are immersed in the whole thing. And we believe that the reality we experience there is the objective reality that is the universe we live in in its whole until the the people find out who are in there well it's not and then you get into all of these quandaries about consciousness reality rights and it's it seems like and i don't mean to be critical but it seems like you're having a lot of faith in what's going to happen with technology in the future in the face of some really really powerful systems that are not only are going to be able to that we can't do without already but that they very well may be able to do without us uh in the not too distant future yeah well um uh, i i trust nature i uh, i see that nature is leveling out all these these problems uh, in a very intelligent and elegant way and i think uh even if we cannot see how it will be solved i think it will be solved that that Nature will help us, or, or the collective as, as we are as humanity, will uh, level out these problems and, and uh, balance itself, uh, like what happened in all these other waves. So I'm quite confident that that will happen. How it will happen exactly, I don't know. If you look at the entities today which are in power and you extrapolate it to the future, yes, that will be a very uh, dystopian future, like like the Matrix. But, um, well, I, th- I think it will work out uh, and it will balance uh, it's itself, like nature is very good at um and uh, yeah who says that we are not living in a, in a matrix like uh, simulation already um I, th- I think it's very likely if you look at the quantum physics or where they are going in that uh, science is that it's it, that we are already living in some kind of simulation with each other and and um well so perhaps we will discover that we will live in a situation uh, in a simulation <laughs> <laughs> that, that's <laughs> actually that's a really interesting you know we need so, uh, when you yeah. put it, uh, to, sorry for it, but I just had to there because what, these are pretty tough abstract concepts to visualize for people if you're not used to it. But when visualizing what you were saying about the analogy between our cellular structure and organizational structure and AI, and what we're dealing with is not only a comparison between biology and technology, but various scales of existence. So now when we bring in this idea of uh, living possibly in some sort of a construct ourselves, we change the scale to our entire world, our entire universe simply being one cell in a much larger system that we have no idea about. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and a couple of years ago, I, I stumbled upon the work of uh, Arthur M. Young. He's the founder or the inventor, sorry, of the Bell helicopter. And he complemented my work with with all the other basic uh, building stones of of our universe, uh, where all those seven waves are repeating themselves. So if you look at the first wave, the first step, then it's about light. Then it's about a world where there's no uh, space, there's no time. And we are now in wave seven. Uh, in the seventh stage almost of of the seventh wave, uh, technology wave. And we are going again to that virtual world where uh, there's no time and there's no space in this virtual world. So perhaps we are close to a closed loop of the entire system. So if you look in that way, then you can 
see it as we are breaking out of our own simulation. We reach some kind of intelligence which, are, which is proving that we live in a situation uh, which is simulated. Um, the Mayas, for example, uh, the old culture, Mayas is called an illusion. So we are living in an illusion, not in the real world. So it's, it's very esoterical, but um, <laughs> I like to, to personalize uh, about uh, these questions, but it's, uh, it's a very interesting direction to think. I'd like to upset the programming sometimes. <laughs> the last stuff we're going to cover, a final segment with Christian Chroma, futurist with Gina Randall. We hope we have a future. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Fellow Patriots, my name is Todd Savage, founder of BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Like you, I was a prisoner of the alt-left sanctuary state, until one day I chose to lead my family to freedom. Today we live on a sustainable 20-acre homestead where we shoot, hunt, garden, and homeschool our children without the tyranny of the nanny state looking over us. If you're ready to flee the city to the freedom of Idaho or Montana, our Black Rifle Real Estate team is here to help. Go to BlackRifleRealEstate.com. That's BlackRifleRealEstate.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do 
all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Christian Chroma back for the final segment. Randall, do we have any questions left from the audience in our forum? Yes, we do. We have one here from Marduk, and he asked, what is the best way to explain the fundamentals of computability, math, and informatics to lay people, including those interested in paranormal phenomena like those that listen to the Paracast? And also, a note to listeners, it looks like you can download the ebook for free. Okay, we've covered that. Yep, you can get the ebook for free on Christian's website. But he is talking about expert systems uh, and AI. And how, how is it that you best communicate that to your audience when you start talking about integrating technology with humanity? Well, the way I do it is, is visualize things because it's a very abstract subject. And not many people are thinking in that, that kind of way uh, on that level. So what I try to do is to visualize all these steps in a very visual, elegant, and then easy to understand way. And then go step step by step through these through these uh, waves and explain them how they work and that's for me the way uh, to explain these abstract concepts i'm currently working on a movie a documentary which is also using a lot of visuals animations to explain how these waves behave and how we are evolving as a species uh, from 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 this conscious field so uh, yeah visualizing is for my for me the way to um, transfer this information to my target audience and what would course, you do if you found out we're in the matrix reality? If I find out, I will jump in the air. I, I was, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I will be very happy. I think uh, it, it's, um, it, it covered a lot of other questions if, if you find out. <laughs> well, this is something that is taken very seriously, actually. The, they had the Isaac Asimov debate panel with uh, hosted by Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, David Chalmers, the philosopher, particle physicists. Uh, serious people with serious credentials who were taking the subject very seriously. So who knows? It might be something that uh, we find out we're a very small cell in a much larger system yet. And that would be very interesting. So what's your next step? Who, do, who would you really like to reach? I, th- I think that futurists have been missing a huge audience in uh, the type of audience that we have, which is very interested in the future sci-fi stuff that's a little bit out there on the edge. But it's forward thinking. So who else are you aiming at now? 
Currently, I'm aiming at corporates, big companies that hire me for conferences and in-company uh, presentations. Uh, but in the future, I'm working on a documentary so that can I reach a much wider uh, audience, a worldwide audience. Basically, I want to reach individuals and, and explain them uh, in a very holistic way that we are all small parts in a bigger holistic uh, whole. My, my big goal is to reach 1 billion people in my lifetime. That sounds uh, like a huge number, but I think with new technologies, etc., uh, that appear in the next uh, 10, 15 years, it will be possible. In the end, I want to create um, enlightening, transformative experiences. And you can explain that like, like an astronaut who is in space looking out of his porthole towards Earth. And most of them tell that they have a very deep religious or spiritual experience by, by seeing that they are so small part of a bigger whole. And I want to use virtual reality and these kind of new technologies, completely personalized uh, experiences, to give people that same kind of experience as astronauts have in space, uh, the transformative and lightning experience that people yeah, change. Uh, and that's, that's my, my goal or my purpose uh, for, for the rest of my life. So make the story more compact, translated in engaging visuals, custom-made visuals for individuals, and help them to reach a higher level of consciousness, a more holistic way of looking at uh, our world. As you were talking about future developments, I was thinking of two words for the future, time travel. Hmm. How would you accept that? Well, uh, perhaps if we break out of the matrix, we know that time is an illusion. So then it's time travel. Is, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I believe that time is, is, is an illusion and um, to experience this reality which we are in right now. And I think if you could dive deeper into the quantum realm, it will, will discover how to manipulate time, for example. I think it's possible in the future. And, and perhaps uh, extraterrestrial visits are like visiting uh, visits from ourselves, from, uh, from a different time or a different space. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Well, you're not so far off from uh, our audience as uh, you might have first believed, and we have a lot of people. I, I'm actually more skeptical of that than most of our audiences. I'm, uh, when it comes to dimensions and traveling in time, I think that we really don't understand that well enough to make those kinds of assessments. But what I do think is that if you're right about how technology mirrors its creators, that with your experience saving your daughter's life, that is one of the most positive things I can possibly think of in the entire world that's come out of this quest for you. And that I really hope that the future is influenced by more people like you. I'm doing my best. So I try to reach a lot of people. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, let's work in this future. <laughs> Let me ask you another question. But we've talked about time travel briefly. What about... A multiverse, multiple universes, simultaneously existing but separated like Channel 7 and Channel 14. Well, uh, if, if we are in living in some kind of matrix or, or simulation, there are probably more and there are probably infinite amount of realities. And I think if we go into the realm of quantum computing, which is accessing multiple levels of the multiple dimensions, then we will perhaps see that, that there are infinite amount of possibilities and that we can choose one with our intentions and that with that uh, we can create the world that we live in. So I think that, that we are not that far away from discovering these things than, than we perhaps think. And then quantum computing might be 
the technology that will push us in that in that realm uh, to discover that there are multiple realities and that we can choose one by focusing our our consciousness on that that specific version which is manifesting at that moment and it's already with with the split how do you call this this experiment right uh, the double slit experiment yeah yeah, yeah exactly that yeah. one quantum uh, indeterminacy we've got a whole thread on our forum about uh science and the unexplained consciousness uh, we think a lot about this stuff out here and in, in the world of the paranormal and uh, you have to in order to try to reach ahead and explain the experiences that are happening to people. We're not so far apart as you think uh, in terms of how uh, we look at the world. And we've got a lot of people in our audience who are into business and into big business. And uh, I think you'd make a fantastic speaker at one of their keynotes. I would love to. Yeah, sure. Well, you see, Randall is not volunteering to be your lecture bureau, (laughs) but, you know, maybe he'll try. Christian Chroma, for those who are interested in following more of your work, is there a site they can go to? Yeah, sure. My website is www.christiancroma.com. On that website, they can download the free version of the book. And I have a YouTube channel as well, but you can also access that from from the website. By the way, Chroma, we should spell that. K-R-O-M-M-E. That's correct. Yeah. And Christian with one A at the end. Okay. Yeah. So this way you'll get the right site. You can find us on Twitter if you look for the Paracast. You can find us on Facebook, despite the privacy concerns. We're doing our best to set things up there to work properly. A group and a community. Randall, I've asked him to figure out what that means. Okay? And it will take a few years, but we'll figure it out. Seriously, we also have a second radio show called After the Paracast, which explores further discussions, sometimes continuing our interviews with the main guest, sometimes just... Randall and I talking, sometimes a very special guest, like last week we had Morgan Knudsen, and she, of course, has been on the regular show, and she had so much more to say, but you have to get after the Paracast to hear it, and that requires being a member of the Paracast Plus. You also get a version of the show free of the network ads, cut out, better quality audio, all this for prices starting at $1.49 a week. Give up the 7-Eleven coffee and sign up for the Paracast Plus, also monthly, yearly, five-year lifetime. And one more thing, Christian Chroma will return on this weekend's episode of After the Paracast. For more information, go to plus.theparacast.com. Once again, that's plus.theparacast.com. That's an information page with links on how to sign up, you basically have to be a member of the forum or join plus.theparacast.com. This has been a fascinating look at the future, hopefully a positive one. From Christian Chroma, thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>